Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. This is Dr. Dan. Crime and punishment has been a fundamental concern for human beings since the beginning of civilization. Similar struggles are also found in animal groups, usually related to food, dominance, and procreation. Man's ability to communicate, act with motivation, and plan for the future adds significant additional layers of complexity. In most ancient civilizations, rulers were usually considered to be gods themselves or to rule as a messenger of the gods with their permission. Moral codes from that era were a combination of religious beliefs and edicts from the monarch himself. The moral foundation for contemporary Western society is considered to be the Ten Commandments or the Law of Moses. The first five commandments specify the religious requirements to be followed by man in relationship to God. The second five commandments are a code of conduct for human beings designed to promote a peaceful and cohesive society. America's founders considered a person's private property to consist of his home and land, his possessions, the work of his hands, the ideas of his brain, and his life itself. In this context, the second five commandments establish property rights as the basis for security, justice, and individual freedom. The Ten Commandments are often referred to as the basis for our judicial system, along with the related concept of natural law rights. Natural law rights are basic human rights granted by God to each of us at birth, and as such cannot be abolished by man or government. These are the inalienable rights referred to in the Declaration of Independence and also guaranteed to each of us by the Bill of Rights. Most importantly, they are human rights that belong to each individual person. It's stated in the Declaration of Independence, and I quote, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. So important, they derive their just powers 
from the consent of the governed. Now, our entire legal system is based on the concept that a crime, by definition, requires a perpetrator and a victim. A crime occurs when a perpetrator takes, in some manner, property from another. Our founders' definition of private property and the prohibitions of the Ten Commandments are a generalized list of basic crimes. One function of government is to codify specific acts as criminal, decide on levels of severity, and design a system that punishes perpetrators and in some way compensates the victims. As participants and stakeholders, we are protected from abuse by provisions in the Bill of Rights that guarantee our right to an attorney, habeas corpus, trial by jury, evidentiary integrity and warrants for searches and seizures to name a few. As long as the government sticks to this basic and legally required plan, the system generally functions satisfactorily. Problems arise, however, when the government attempts to use the crime and punishment model to alter social behavior and establish morality. Neither government nor society is a person, and therefore neither can realistically have individual or natural law rights, nor can they be designated a victim of a crime. Government essentially creates the fiction of damage to a non-person for which there can be no actual compensation. The result is a victimless crime, that is, a fabricated crime for which no true victim exists. Neil Bortz, a former syndicated and popular talk show host in Atlanta, would use prostitution as an example. Here's what he'd say. Prostitution involves the free market exchange of goods and services and sex. Which one are you against? Victimless crimes are expensive. They cost taxpayers millions of dollars for law enforcement, legal services, judges, and jail. This is money that should be used to protect the public by pursuing the perpetrators of real crime and removing them from society. When statutes and laws create victimless crimes that violate our civil and constitutional liberties, it is much more serious. Government can never be allowed to limit, diminish, or abolish our natural law rights that are written in the Bill of Rights. When laws and regulations violate those rights, it puts law enforcement in a precarious predicament. Most law enforcement officers, understanding the provisions in the Bill of Rights, recognize that they are on shaky ground when the state requires them to violate civil liberties. Law enforcement personnel who have sworn to uphold the Constitution are placed in that untenable position of choosing their job over our rights. 75 years ago, during the Nuremberg trials of Nazi war criminals who had murdered millions of persons, the I was only following orders defense was easily cast aside. Ultimately, Victimless crimes destroy confidence in law enforcement and law enforcement personnel and turn us all into victims. 
After the commercial break, we will return with my guests, Matt White and Howard Lickman, co-founders of the Thick Red Line Project that was created to understand the immorality and questionable legality of victimless crimes, red flag laws, taxation through citation and forfeiture, asset forfeiture, and medical martial law edicts. We're going to commercial break. Weekends on WJRB 95.1 FM, you'll know he's right. Really, this is a nation that is built upon the concept of private property ownership. As a matter of fact, the right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Catch Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum, Saturdays at 8 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. on the Talk of the Mountains, News Talk 95.1. We are back with Howard Lickman and Matt White, co-founders of the Thick Red Line Project. I want to tell you about Howard Lickman. He is one of the founders of Thick Red Line Project. He was the president of the Human Productivity Lab, uh, a consultancy pardon me, that helps world-class distributed organizations learn and collaborate at the speed of light. He was in a big four think tank in Washington, D.C. He's worked on Wall Street. He's been an operated, operating executive and board member of a numerous technology companies. The Thick Red Line project came out of discussions with sheriff's deputies and police officers who didn't want to be enforcing victimless crimes. Co-founder Matt White, uh, he, was, he ran an Alaska-based adventure tour company. He was uh, obviously an incredible skier. Uh, He's a motorcycle racer, cyclist, adventurer, consultant, friend, and lover of life. And both of these gentlemen are joining us on Freedom Forum Radio, and I want to thank you both for being guests on Freedom Forum Radio. Hey, it's good to be with you, Dr. Dan. Uh, This is Howard Lickman, and Matt White should be joining us in just a little bit. Well, first of all, in addition to welcoming you, I want to compliment you on a really awesome website. It is incredibly easy to use and extremely informative. And so I invite you all to visit the website, and that is thickredline.org, thickredline.org. Uh, go to their website. Uh, there is, it is absolutely filled with incredible information, well-written very, very easy to get around the website, uh, and you'd be doing yourselves and them a favor uh, to visit the website. So, Howard, tell us about Thick Red Line. What got you started on this project, and why is it so very important? Absolutely. Thanks, Dr. Dan. So the Thick Red Line really came out of um, civil disobedience that we were doing in Santa Cruz, California, Um, because we didn't believe what the government and the media was telling us about the COVID. And we had actually gone into uh, hospitals in April and what the uh, L.A. Times was calling the uh, epicenter of COVID in California, Santa Clara. And we found uh, empty tents, empty waiting rooms, and we found hospital employees openly speculating that the whole thing was a hoax. And uh, we got together with uh, initially about 10 
uh, folks in Santa Cruz um, uh, that didn't believe the government and the media. And the next week we had 20 and the next week we had 37 and the next week we had 400 people on Facebook and we were regularly turning out um, 50, 60, 70 plus people at events to reopen beaches, reopen parks, reopen. Um, uh, we tr tried to help restaurateurs reopen and supported some of those. And the police would come out and they'd say, hey, we don't want to be doing this. We like going to the beach. We like having bonfires. Uh, what do you want us to do about it? And I had a little bit of an epiphany and I'd watched as they had been hammered down uh, as was Washington State Police Officer Greg Anderson when they stood up one at a time. And I just began replying to them, well, what you guys need to do is you need to get together collectively through your union or outside of your union. And you need to say no uh, collectively, you know, and, and if dozens of officers said, no, we're not going to, you know, uh, violate people's natural law rights, then there's nothing that the politicians can really do about it. And so what we're doing is we're uniting the police and the people and supporting the police to say no to politicians on victimless crimes. Now, you just gave one of the best introductions to the pro to the problem that I have ever heard. And the problem is, is that for there to be a real crime, uh, you know, for there to be a real crime, there has to be a real victim. And politicians have been uh, writing laws, which I like to call politician scribbles, uh, where they are trying to use the violence of the police to engineer society or to raise revenue on uh, the officers, friends and neighbors. And at the beginning, it wasn't like that. It wasn't what the officers signed up. And now it's getting worse. And, and now they're being pushed into lockdowns and mass mandates and bankrupting local businesses. And now we're talking about mandatory vaccinations and many states are already implementing red flag laws, which is stealth gun confiscation that we can talk about if you'd like. Uh, and the officers are being pushed to do more and more tyrannical things. And so what we're doing is we're educating the officers that they don't have to, that these laws aren't uh, legal. They're not really just uh, we're explaining the natu natural law tradition and we're supporting them to say no to the politicians on victimless crimes. So that's a really good opening because it really puts it in perspective for us and for, for my listeners exactly what you're doing. You've said it really well. Uh, a couple of questions uh, come up. Uh, first of all, you did all this on Facebook. Were you at all concerned about censorship? No, we in fact, we didn't do this on Facebook. We did this um, with our own website. We are on Facebook and we were censored on Facebook. And so when we did, you know, like most organizations, we opened a, a, a Facebook group. Uh, which is still operating today and you can still get into it for now. The thick, you know, just look for the thick red line project on Facebook. And um, almost immediately after we launched it, all of the, all of the initial people, the initial members began inviting their friends and their family and telling them about it. And Facebook actually shut off the ability of our members to invite their friends and family. And so we were censored on Facebook. Yeah, well, I certainly would have expected that. I mean, it's certainly uh, we live in an era when the censorship um, really violates the First Amendment of the, Constitu of the Bill of Rights, the First Amendment to the Constitution. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and that kind of control really just adds uh, fuel to the fire because people aren't stupid. They know when they're being closed off from something that they should be able to do. Uh, and it comes down to the same thing that you were fighting, open beaches, open restaurants. Let people have the freedoms that they're supposed to have. Uh, that's the great thing about the Thick Red Line Project. Well, how where does that name come from? Well, what we're doing is we're encouraging the the uh, sheriffs, chiefs, deputies and officers to draw a thick red line in the sand and say, we're not going to enforce these victimless crimes. And obviously, you cannot use uh, the fact that a politician wrote it down on a piece of paper as your denominator of is a law moral or just because if you use the politician wrote it down, then you get sundowner laws and you get uh, Jim Crow laws and you get fugitive slave laws and you get Nazi Germany. And so what we're doing is we're, you know, if you're going to and if you talk to most police officers and sheriff's deputies, they'll tell you that they've got a thick red line in the sand that they're not willing to cross. And they tell you, you know, like most of them will tell you, like, you know, gun confiscation, we would never, never confiscate guns. And so they've all got a thick red line. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to educate them that if they're going to draw a thick red line, then the logical, the moral the legal place needs to be natural law with its a thousand year tradition across multiple civilizations, live and let live, no victim, no crime. And as you know, as you pointed out, natural law, um, there's five main transgressions. There's murder, robbery, theft, uh, uh, rape and trespass and assault. And uh, all of those are obviously wrong. Because there's a victim and many people, they talk about, I've got a right to this. I've got a right to that. I've got a right to own arms. I have a right to you know freedom of speech. And they don't know where that comes from. But the word right actually comes from the natural law tradition. And a right is anything that's not a wrong. And the idea, uh, the big idea, which is so simple and, and fair for everybody, is if you're not harming anybody, if you're not hurting anybody, then you should be left alone to do whatever you want to do as long as you're not hurting anybody. And if we would return to that system, then it would save the taxpayers billions of dollars. It would end the, the racial and societal division in our cities. It would uh, eliminate, you know, a million plus arrests a year where, where people just go to jail and half a million where they go to prison, uh, where they're being frequently forced to work as slave, barely paid slave labor in for profit prisons. And so uh, this is this is a uh, is swinging the pendulum back the other direction uh, and really uh, re restoring morality to uh, law enforcement and uh, restoring the respect that uh, that would be afforded to them if uh, the P if they could be trusted to abide by the basics of morality and not uh, use violence at the behest of politicians. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. And call them Muddy Waters. 
And people I just love to hear that old man sing. Yeah, when I play the hoochie coochie man, I get joy in everything. Everything, everything, everything gonna be all right this morning. Once you hear Dr. Dan, weekends on WJRB 95.1 FM, you'll know he's right. Really, this is a nation that is built upon the concept of private property ownership. As a matter of fact, the right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Catch Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum, Saturdays at 8 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. on the Talk of the Mountains, News Talk 95.1.